Good evening, lunatics. Good evening, everybody. It is another Friday night, and we are live on the interwebs. Yep, looks like TikTok's still working. Um, YouTube's working. Mine's locking up every once in a while, but that just might be me. That very well could be you. You got that. Um, you got that construction internet going on. Listen, I had the, I had the uh, the uh, what do you call those guys from oh, the Geek Squad at the Geek Squad out here this week. Oh, and well, they that... were they're they're surveying everything, telling me what I need. I ordered a, a um, I can't even super mini LED smart four hundred hundred K tv for our new uh, room you oh know? yeah and uh and i've got a uh listen you you wait till you hear this sound system i got a big i'm a big <laughs> morant receiver amplifier oh wow. and all these all these speakers that there's people's names only never heard of you know somebody, how many somebody, how many remote controls are you gonna have to have for all this i hope just one you know uh, good luck with, well maybe if you're lucky you get one that'll run it with your iphone you know no, that's true too. These guys are in there. These guys are sharp, you know, I'm telling you what. And, um, but anyway, we talked about my internet issues and he looked at what I had and he goes, you know what? I can help you. He said, what? I can use what you've got. Cause I've got Eero mesh. Yeah. And he said, I can use that, but there's a better version than this. And he said, these will, these will work as nodes and oh. I can give you the new version and give you a little bit. Plus see right now, my router comes in down here in the dungeon. Okay. Yeah. It's going to come in up at the, up, 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 up in the, uh, main floor. So it won't be underground like it is now. Gotcha. So I think that's going to help too. So anyway, if we ever get this project done, it'll be it'll be good. So, but anyway, um, well, it's what, been uh, <clears throat> what's going on this week, guys? Well, uh, you know, big news on the front with yellow. Um, they're shutting her down. Looks like there's mm-hmm. not going to be any eleventh hour savior to come in and and uh, and write that big check. Uh, I was watching what the truck, I think it was, and somebody was like, "Do you think Elon will come in and buy it?" And I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> Elon, Elon doesn't buy garbage." Okay? Yeah, Elon's a Plus, Elon's gonna put up with the union either. So. Right, Elon's a lot smarter than that. It, it's yeah. just men. I mean, I like I said, I empathize with the people that are going through this, um, but you know, I, I've been sucker punched. It happened once when I was in high school. I've heard that now three times this week. I never heard that as long as I've known you, and now this week's I've heard about three times. Well, it's just something I got to thinking about the other day. I think I thought about this when I was on the mower. You know, deep thoughts always happen on the mower, and you see people that are experiencing shock. You know, we've seen it with owner operators and carriers, and now the 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 employees of Yella are just shocked. Because they've been sucker punched. Yeah, yeah. Now, and when I think about back about my sucker punch that I received, um, it it was it it could have, it it could have had its origins in me running my mouth. I would expect that would be the case. You know, there there may have been some words. You know, now of course he was a chicken shit pussy and and you know, sucker punched me through the window of my car after I was seat belted in. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good play, way to do it. Cause you can't move. Okay. He's got right. you where you want to. So. Right. So <clears throat> I wish Don Mines was still alive to tell that story. Cause his version, he was sitting in the seat beside me 
right. when it happened, I just flew into a complete blind rage. And to hear him <laughs> tell that of an 18-year-old yeah, yeah. me, yeah, it was awesome. It's always better with some, if you get an eyewitness. Oh, oh yeah. Much yeah. better. Because, you know, you you lose a lot of stuff in the emotion. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was about 15 minutes of life I didn't even remember. Like, I just <laughs> I just checked out. But you anyway. Know, it, it, I understand. You know, the people have been sucker punched in the last 10 to 12 months. Um, they have seen their very well laid out plans. I got my truck. I got my trailer. I got my numbers. Everything's great. The rates are awesome. I'm making money. And then, oh, there's no rates. Well, I, I, I can't survive like this. You know, people been at yellow 30 years. Um, and, and man, I, I can't believe they're closing. And I'm kind of going, yeah, but seeing both of these situations and this is, it's the uncomfortable part to talk about because on this show, I have, I have proof that since 2020, we have been saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. We, no one knows, no one knows when it's coming, but I promise you it's coming. And those of y'all that have made a series of decisions are going to be up a creek. And then it came and, and, and not very many of them were willing to go, Oh, well, yeah, this is my fault. I bought too much truck and I came into the industry the wrong way. And I, I went too fast and no, 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 it's the brokers and it's the president and it's the FMCSA and it's booty judge and it's the carriers and the brokers. They blame everybody but themselves, mm. you know? So, I mean, you, if you've been working for Yella for five years, you ought to known that the, you know, the, the Titanic, the, 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 they supposedly, the musicians played all the way down, you know? Yeah. Um, at least that's how they portrayed it in the movie. The, 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 the songs have been being sung on Yella for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I couldn't help but contrast the UPS and the Yella thing, okay? Because... We know the UPS thing. You know, I guess as long as they vote for it, it's it's resolved. Yeah. But I was watching some. Uh, so again, I, I have to tell you here, I'm I'm researching for, you know, for our event, and so I'm having to watch a lot of stuff that I normally would just would not watch at all. But I have to get into it, so I'm watching. And there's a couple of UPS drivers that were that were celebrating their win over the over the union. And you know the the tenor of it, the, the the basic message was, hey, we you know we're screwing UPS. We got what we want. We're screwing mm -hmm. UPS. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if that's what the yellow people thought all along, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they've sucked it dry, and now they're now that they, you know now now who won, you know? Um, it's one of the reasons why I despise unions, you know. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe yellow would have been a company that could have survived. If it hadn't had to be have a union, I don't know. Maybe what? Maybe well, it, I mean, when you look at do things that you wouldn't, it, it makes people do things they wouldn't normally do if they were running the business for, you know, for profit or for right. shareholders or whatever. And so, um, you know, and and this is and this is what this is how it ends up. You know, I mean, you can only squeeze that. Now they're going to turn around and say, yeah, but all the the CEO made all this money, all the money. But look, the people who put the investment up and 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 take the risk they they deserve to make you know money you know i'm not saying that the employees don't but that's not equitable you know there, there's there's you know um and, i don't know what the ceo's compensation was but i just took five million dollars 
nice round more, number. It's more than that. It's more than that. Okay. But at $5 million. Okay. I'm going to do $10 million. $10 million. It's more than that. The CEO? Mm-hmm. Make, okay. I, I think I, th- I saw the, I saw a 12 or 13 number last year. I'm going to go $10 million divided by 22000 Okay. Because that's how many employees there were. Mm-hmm. That's $454 a year. Each, if you take ten million dollars from the CEO, if that's what he's making, and you and you make his salary zero, mm-hmm. and you spread that out, distribute it, it's four hundred and fifty-four dollars per person per year. So that is one dollar and twenty-four cents per day. You get extra if you take every penny from the CEO. I can only speak about either one of these companies from a consumer standpoint because I've never worked for them. But I can say this with confidence, with the exception of Operation Enduring Clusterfuck. Uh, If I order something on UPS, it's about 99.95% of the time going to show up on time and not be damaged. I worked in an electrical supply warehouse uh, when Kaylee was born. So that's 17 years ago. And USF Holland came in, and ABF came in, and Yellow came in, and, uh, you know, all these different companies came in. And y'all, I swear, hand on the Bible, we went to unload a, a truck from Yellow, and we hated when Yellow showed up because every pallet looked like it had been through the, the bombing of Hiroshima, okay? Mm-hmm. And how they managed, because electrical supply warehouse, and we had, uh, we had these these contractors that would go out and quote these very very expensive electrical contracting jobs. Okay, and so they had this this very expensive uh, metal framework system that was supposed to go into a data center, and so the person, bless his heart, who prepared this for shipment, did an amazing job. They had they had banded it to the pallet. They had shrunk wrapped it. They had done everything that they could do to possibly protect this thing from damage. And how they got that son of a bitch upside down, they put the pallet in the trailer upside down. It was literally the pallets up here, and this $22,000 piece of was upside down. How the fuck? Like... And it was every day. The yellow truck would come in. Everything's destroyed. USF Holland comes in. I mean, my gosh, you could eat off the trailer floor. Well, yeah. then they gobble up Holland, and they gobble up this one. And I think what might be, if, if we do a, a historical forensic analysis of a company at some point, I think we're going to find that they kept trying to gobble up market share but still provide shitty service. Well, UPS is, you know, they are what they are, but by God, your stuff's going to show up and it's going to be on time. And, and, and most of the time it's not going to be damaged, but with yellow, my God, it just was a disaster. So, you know, they, for whatever reason, and I mean, you really can't, in that respect, you really can't blame the union because UPS is largely union and their stuffs don't show up broke and ABF was union and their stuff didn't show up broke and Holland was union and their stuff didn't show up broke. But yellow was an absolute disaster and nightmare to deal with from the perspective of a guy with the unfortunate 
job of unloading a truck. So, you know, I guess it is what it is. But, uh, it, but if you couldn't see that coming, and and I found that uh, once we started seeing, probably starting about two thousand. Well, about 2008, when everything else went to hell, and these venture capital firms started figuring out what a cash cow a trucking company could be, and they start buying up trucking companies, well, the very minute there's a sign of trouble and and a venture capital uh, firm owns a trucking company, they're going to close and liquidate that, and they don't care where you are. They're going to shut your fuel cart off, aero trucking, you know, I was working at Schneider in 2000, 2010, Christmas 2000, no, Christmas 2009. And Schneider sent out a Qualcomm message fleetwide and said, if you find a yellow, an aero driver stranded, yeah. put them in the truck with you. Put them in the truck, yeah. And we'll, and, we'll, and we'll figure out how to get them home or we'll give them a job, you know, because they right, just yeah. left them out there <clears throat> stranded. Yeah, yeah. That guy went to jail finally. You know, it, it's, um, but you have a responsibility. You have an individual responsibility, regardless of who you're working for, to understand the financial health of the business that you're working for. And that, to me, is what is the saddest part. There was a lady, Dominic, the truck driver, was railing on about prime leases, uh, which are terrible, but. We won't want. We don't want to talk about the fact that the people that sign up for these leases literally don't understand what they're signing up for. Have they no have absolutely no clue about the fundamental language and 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 uh, vocabulary of business. But they get a contract shoved in front of them in a dark room with an armed guard, you know. And here, sign this, and we'll give you that. Yeah, sign and I've, I've said this many times before. It, it's presented like it's an. Like you have a choice when you come here of being a company driver or being a lease operator. It's just a choice. It's, it's like, do you want a, a Freightliner or a Volvo? Yeah. You know, there's no, they don't understand the difference between the, the fundamental difference between being an employee and being in business for yourself. And that's not discussed. It's how much money I'm going to make as a company driver. How much money could I make as an owner operator? And, and, and that, and that's where the decision is made, you know? Um, I, I, again, back into my, you know, my, my, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, vortex of having to watch these TikTok people, uh, right now. I run into a lot of that too. You know, I mean, it's completely got me back fired up again about lease purchases because I mean, people don't, I mean, there, there's nobody explaining to them that you're, you're starting a business, you know, uh, it's, it's like, I'm going to try this lease purchase thing, see how it works, you know? Well, you wouldn't go out and open up a restaurant and, and hmm. say, I'm just going to try this restaurant thing, see how it works, you know. <laughs> there's no, there's there's just no th forethought given to it. There's no preparation. It's like, well, here's the keys to a truck. You can either drive it as a company driver, you can drive it as an owner-operator, you know, as a lease operator. Um, and see how it works out for you. Uh, which is why we got this incredibly, you know, high failure rate, you know. So one of the, and it's one of the most difficult things that I have getting people in our program to understand is that old making hay while the sun shines. Okay. Yeah. If it's not raining and storming, you, you better be, you better be making every minute count because 
You can't do anything about the road being shut down. You can't do anything about the weather. You can't do anything about the customer taking too long to load or unload you. But yep. you can, when you're given the opportunity to put that truck in high gear and let it eat, you better do that because those things that are out of your control are coming. Mm-hmm. And you don't yeah. see them coming. You know, it's a little easier to see them coming now with like Google traffic and stuff. Um, but even but even <clears throat> beyond that, it, it's not just traffic. It's just they 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 don't they don't understand the value of protecting their options, uh, even with their hours. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and every other aspect of it. You know. Um, it, it, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take my time today because I, I I don't have I, I've I've got plenty of time because I don't have anything to do, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden now they get a they get an opportunity to do a really really good load tomorrow, and they can't do it because they wasted all their time today for no reason. You know how many times have we seen that? Oh, you know every day, especially for a weekend, especially for a weekend. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and, instead of just going, you know what? Let me let me go ahead and and do everything just like I have to do it, so that I now if something happens. You know, it's that born that word again, unexpected. How in the world is anything in trucking unexpected? You know, you know it's going to happen. You know you're going to get in traffic. You know you're going to get in weather. You know you're going to get delayed at a shipper. That's not unexpected. You know, so you go ahead and do everything you can to prepare for that, so that in when that happens, you already have a plan in in place for it. And that's what makes you so good at doing what you do. If people would just freaking listen to you. you know? <clears throat> so, well, I I know. I I have, I have, I have, it's a learned skill of looking ahead of me and kind of breaking my trip up into blocks. Okay. Well, over the next eight hours, I've got this many hours to run. And if nothing happens, I can make this, this location. But I also have a backup plan so that if something happens, I know what my secondary plan is. And the the failure that I see the most often among our people is they won't begin, they won't start at the end and work their way backwards. Right, exactly. You know, okay, well, right, I'm, I'm, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm in Tennessee and I'm going to New Jersey and I'm going to deliver tomorrow and all they think about is delivering the load. And then... Oh well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stop here and take a shower, and because I like this restaurant, I'm gonna and, and mm-hmm. so that takes an hour, and then all of a sudden, then you find out the next day, oh, mm-hmm. I'm one hour, I'm gonna miss my pickup appointment by 15 minutes, and if I wouldn't have stopped at that hour yesterday, if I would have just kept going on to my break location and taken my shower and got my food, then. This wouldn't be a problem. Or if I would try to drive onto the consignee and sleep on their property, if at all possible, you know, but they just don't think about it. I'll tell you something that continues to flabbergast me is how few truck drivers understand that there are time zones Oh, and factor that into their situation. Dude. You know, I mean, how, how do you, how do you, how do you call yourself a professional driver and you don't understand where the time zones start and stop, you know? And is there such a thing? You guys wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the number of interviews that we get a request for that they're late because they think the interview is on central time or wherever the hell they live. And it clearly says on all of our communication, Eastern time. Well, and I'm going to put out a public service announcement right quick. Um, we're a very detail oriented bunch here. 
And we are very, very, very big on, on high levels of communication, okay? If you go to our website, which we'd love for you to do, go and look around and learn about the program and learn about the different things that we offer. And if you would like to set up an interview, there's a process. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that process, you're going to set up an interview. And I'm going to email you back a Zoom invite. Please do not call me at the time, well, 10 minutes after the Zoom meeting has already started and say, oh, yeah, I saw that email, uh, but I didn't read it. Uh, I thought we were doing this on the phone. Mm -hmm. No, the Zoom meeting started 10 minutes ago. Are you coming? Well, no, I don't don't want to Zoom. Um, I'm driving right now. Okay, so you want to go join a, a business course that teaches you how to do business and you're not going to you're not going to set aside the time and pick a time to do the interview when you're not driving and then completely ignore the correspondence well i just threw that application in the garbage yeah absolutely yeah we it, it, it's, it's not easy it's not hard to vet those those guys you know um but yeah i mean look we 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 take those in i mean listen i you know i plan my day around these appointments you know yeah. I stop what I'm doing. I mean, you know, uh, and then when we, when I do that and we, the person who's, who's, who's requested the interview doesn't show up or they're 15 minutes late or, you know, like you say, they're driving down a road instead of park somewhere, you know, where you know, they can't pay attention. <laughs> it just tells me that you're not, you're not serious, you know, and if, yeah. and, and if, you're, if you're not serious about this, wait till you get here and find out what you got to be serious about every minute of every day, you know? So it's just, it, it, it doesn't make for a great impression. Now I'll contrast that with one of the guys that works for us right now, because there's only happened one time in the whole time we've been doing this. And I'm not going to say his name cause I don't, I don't want to embarrass him and it might not embarrass him, but we have one, we have one guy that, and he's really, really good. By the way, he shows up at the interview. First of all, he's on time. Same way. He's wearing a three piece suit. <laughs> yeah. Which I wasn't sure. Like, is he on his way to his, to his court date? You know, I, I, I don't know, you know, but, uh, but anyway, he, you know, he, he made a, he made a, a really, really, really good impression. And besides that, all that he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a great oh, guy yeah. on top of that, but, but, you know, he's took it seriously, you know, and, uh, look, this is, I mean, we have limited opportunities here. We have limited number of trucks that we have. So, you know, coming here is somewhat of a competition. We don't just take everybody that shows up and we don't take you in order that you show up, you know? Uh, we got a guy right now that's uh, that's a cracker, you know. I mean, he's really going to be good, you know, and um, and so you know he went to the head he went to the head of the line just because of he's a what his, he's a, like a cracker jack, you know, like a top. <laughs> well, you can't say cracker on the internet. So I didn't mean that. But, you know, he, like, I was just I was sitting there waiting, going, did he? Did he just say he was? Go ahead. Well. I, I'm probably the cracker. He's not, but, <laughs> not 100%. But, yeah. Not. Yeah. But anyway, he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, he's very, very, very sharp, you know? And so, um, yeah. uh, we've had, we've had people come along that the timing wasn't necessarily the best for us, but we put together impromptu orientations just because we want to, you know, we want to accommodate the people that, that we think are going to be really, really good in the program. You know, the last orientation we did was in the middle of a week 
because it was going to be a month before we had our next scheduled one. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to make that person wait that long, you know. So, But if you show up 30 minutes late to the interview and you don't realize that it's a Zoom interview and you didn't read anything, <laughs> and, you know, you're probably not going to fit in those two situations, cracker or not. So. <laughs> I, like you've said so many times that when you get into business um, and you're going to have employees, you, you're in the people business. You know, you, you, you have to, um, there's times you have to be patient when you don't want to be patient. There's times you have to be understanding when you don't want to be understanding. And then there's times you got to put your foot up somebody's ass, right? You, it, and it's, and there's no exact prescription for when, to do that, you know, you can't just come unglued on somebody um, just because it makes you feel good. And, but I have, you know, it's when I, we have people have come to the program and are in the program that are just easy, you know, they just, they just do everything right. They do everything the way they're supposed to do it. They, they, they're forward thinking, they're, you know, Usually the, the big difference is I'll get the phone call and it's, Hey, I, I have this problem and, and, and I've got two or three different solutions. Help me figure out which one's the best. Okay. Hey, I can work with that. You've already been thinking through it. You already have a plan of action, but you need my experience or Larry's experience to say, okay, the three you've come up with are pretty good, but this one is absolutely the best. And here's why. Mm-hmm. And then I have the ones, well, I, here's the problem. Okay. Well, what you going to do about it? Oh, what you going to do about it? You know, and I'm going, you know, and we have to, we have to teach a, a, a logical thought process because you, regardless of what you're doing, you're going to have between two and five options. And a lot of times I, I, we have a hard time getting people to identify those potentials uh, because they're so used to just being told what to do. Oh, well, you're the boss. Just tell me what to do. I'm like, yeah, I have to teach you someday how to be the boss. You know, whether that's just the boss of you as an individual or whether that's the boss of 10 people, I've got to get you thinking through the process before you call rather than just dumping it in my lap, you know, and say, well, all right, well, tell me what to do, you know. Um, Well, that's, you know, that's part of, you know, the thing we look for when we bring people in the program is are they ready to be in business? You know, it, it. <clears throat> it it's you can't and, and we tried this but you can't create an entrepreneur hmm. you know you, you can't met, you can't give somebody this this here's the here's how to become an entrepreneur it, it, you gotta have that you know you, you gotta have that in you you know we mm-hmm. can show you the we can we can we can um um show you the the the, the a way to, uh, the, the path to success in it but we can't give you that that desire you know Um, and people who want to be entrepreneurs or want to be, uh, self-employed or want to, want to, want to run their own company, they, they have a, they have a desire to, to achieve, to, to succeed. Uh, sometimes they don't know exactly how to do it, 
but they have the desire. The, the thing we look for is if I don't see that desire in you, you know, the, and, 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 and the reason and the, and the way we find this out is that I always ask this question, why do you want to do this? You know, mm-hmm. and when I hear, well, I'm a really good truck driver or I'm doing, you know, freedom is a big one that we, we always hear, <laughs> you know, and I, and, but I never hear the real reason, you know, and even when they get here, I preach to people and you'll hear it again in August. You know, if you don't have, what's your why? If you don't have the why for why you're doing this, yep. you know, you're never going to get, you're not going to live through all of the problems to get there. You know, all these unexpected things that we, we just talked about, uh, they're, they're going to beat you down and you won't, you won't, you, you'll give up before you get there if you don't have a strong enough why. And, uh, and I can't give that to somebody, you know, um, you know, that's something that usually something in your past has given you the motivation. Um, you know, um, everybody comes from different situations, you know, and, and, uh, and have, have different, you know, uh, reasons for doing things. But, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of really, really, really good people that make really, really good employees, but make horrible business people and vice mm-hmm. versa. You know, I'm, I'm a horrible employee. I can tell oh. you right now, you, I'm horrible. Um, but I'm a pretty good boss, you know? So, um, you just have to, you, you, you have to make people understand that, that, you know, you, you have to want to do this so bad that nothing's going to stand in your way, you know? Um, and that get, that starts giving you, Chris, then the, uh, motivation to, to solve those problems, you know? Um, cause if you're, if, if, if you don't care, you know, if it doesn't bother you that you lose a load for the weekend, that's 25, 27, $3,000 because you didn't do something yesterday that you, you should have done. If you don't care about that, how can I make you care about that? If you don't care, hmm. you know, if it doesn't bother you, how am I going to make it bother you? You know? Um, so you, you have to come here with that, you know? Um, and w- and if you have that, you know, we can certainly, you know, channel that and, and, and show you how to, um, you know, how to get there. <clears throat> but, and that's the thing with these lease purchases. These guys don't have any idea that they're going in business. They're, it's just a, a, maybe a better way for me to make money with this truck. You know, I'm going to try this. You know, I'm going to try this lease purchase. Thing, you know, nobody ever accomplished anything that they, they just went out and said, I'm going to try it. Never, ever happened. You know, mm-hmm. um, if no, you're cause you're committed. just, you're just wandering around in the wilderness. You're not, yeah, you're, 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 you're a, just seeing what it's like, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, there's no commitment there, you know, even though you signed this document that now you say that you didn't you know, read, they're screwing you. They're screwing you because they did this. And no, they did everything they said they were going to do. You know, um, you just didn't take the time to read it and understand it. But <clears throat> anyway, well, let's talk about our sponsor for a minute. Let's do. That's a good idea. We are brought to you by Pittsburgh power and we are stocking distributors of the OPS uh, oil purification system and the Pittsburgh Power Fuelborne Catalyst. Do they have that new? Don't they have a new version of the Catalyst coming out? Or? They do. It, it's got the uh, the uh, uh, anti gel built into. Okay. it. Okay. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> we, you know, we've been using Pittsburgh Power products longer, much, much, much longer than than they've been sponsoring back in <clears throat> two thousand nine. Uh, we are absolute. Uh, 100% believers in the benefits of the OPS system. And um, 
and the catalyst, you know, has, we don't use the catalyst in anything that doesn't have an EGR or a DPF. Um, but you know, the EGR trucks, the trucks that have DPF and SCR, uh, we just don't have the problem. Once they're clean, you have to clean them up first. But I mean, Dr. Jane even told us that, that, that the catalyst will clean up a truck over time, but I think, you know, you get one that's got five, 600,000 miles on it. It's never been cleaned. Probably going to have to get it cleaned out good. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, so far we, we have absolute good results from the use of the catalyst. Sure. And all these are ways that we lower our cost. You know, we, we, we talk about the benefits of the LPS and the benefits of the, of, of the max mileage, but the real benefit is that that contributes to the, our, our, our low cost of operation. Um, and if you don't understand that, look at the program. We, we did a program, two programs on the OPS about the, all the different ways that that saves you money, you know? Um, and then with the max mileage with Dr. Jane, all the ways that that's, you know, not just save you money, but in the case of these new trucks, keep you off of the side of the road. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so that's the, um, that, that's the, that's the reason that we do it is because it, you know, it, it's, um, I saw somebody today talk about wide base singles, you know, and it's like, you know, why would you choose to do those, you know, to run those tires? We had a comment a couple weeks ago, Chris was doing a TikTok, and he, you know, he, he, he was, he was shucking and jiving. Okay. And he had, he had this guy, he had him hooked and he's reeling him in right up to the time that he said, we run super singles. Then that guy said, I've lost all disrespect for you. When you said that, do you remember that, yeah. Chris? <clears throat> yep. You know, it's it's like we make this decision to do that because you know that <clears throat> it's like we we want to wear that patch on our arm or or we want to we want to join this club. No, what we want to do is make money, and we have the di- the data that says that that tire gives us lower cost by doing it, mm-hmm. uh, and all the myths that come along with it. Because I here's the next thing I've heard this. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, we don't listen to what other people who hear say, you know, we create our own data and uh, we use that to make our decisions with, but all of that is designed for one thing. And that's how, that's how we operate in this market profitably without getting on Facebook and bitching about the rates is because of all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, people think it's our freight. It's not our freight. It's our lower cost of operation. That's what it is. That's the only thing it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and if that doesn't, you don't understand that, you need to come visit us on August 19th and 20th in Hurricane West Virginia. We'll teach you why all this matters. We'll teach you how to do all this. We'll teach you, we'll make you understand that if you don't know what your CPM is and your MPG and things like that, we'll teach you how to find it and why it's important and what to do with it once you found it. Um, because that's the way you stay in business. That's the way you get in business. That's the way you stay in business. And that's how you stay in business when everybody else is selling their trucks right now and complaining about how, how what's, you know, the trucking industry has gone to hell. It's never going to come back. Da, 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 da. Yes, it is. It's not going to come back with you in it, um, but it will be back, you know. And uh, the, the quicker that those guys and, and go away, the, the quicker it's going to come back, you know. So, um I, in my opinion, right now, the best because rates have kind of, you know, modulated or they're they're kind of holding holding. If we could get fuel back up to six dollars a gallon tomorrow, <laughs> we'd be, it'd be great. 
It would be it would, it would be it would be the the gut punch that would, that gets us over the top, and then we'll clean out all this riffraff, and then everybody will be back to normal. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and again, if you don't understand why I said that, come spend the weekend with us, and I'll teach you why fuel prices aren't your problem. Okay. So. <clears throat> Uh, let me hit some comments here right quick. <clears throat> uh, Chris, you're going to start put the live shows on podcast platforms so I can listen on. Yes. I'm, I'm a couple weeks behind on that. We had an episode where the audio got jacked up really bad <laughs> and I got everything caught up to that one, but I've got a lot of audio editing to do on that one. And that kind of got me, uh, Paul Van Ravens way. Keep it up, guys. Been watching for a good year long and going to land star someday. Just figured how to text chat, y'all. You got good info. Thanks. Leon's in the house. Evan's here. Chris Sarver's here. Chris Sarver's owner-operator, I think, right? Yeah, he's an independent owner-operator. Spill a bit. Reason people can't accept that it's their fault is because the thousand reasons they list are true. If X, Y, Z wouldn't have happened, I'd be fine. They all fail to realize they messed up the few they had hand, <clears throat> few they had handful control of. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Uh, Caleb Jordan. You like this? Yeah. This yeah I'm, just reading, I'm just reading it. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening since an American <laughs> Truck Driver podcast. I've listened to every episode. I worked at UPS for four years, drove for one, stepped out and started my own business. I'm running my business with the things I've learned from Blue Ribbon instead of OTR. I bought a dump truck. I've got three dump trucks. I drive one and have drivers in the other two, both on W-2. Thank you for all the business lessons. I do what y'all say to a T. The same rule applies to dump trucks as to OTR. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you, Caleb. You're welcome. welcome. You ought to come to the event and talk about that. Evan, how does a truck driver gain that experience? I think he posted that when I was talking about learning the um, the, the, the options in front of you. Yeah. Uh, I'll come back to that in a second. Jared Anderson. There's Jared. Uh, the program requires excellence. It does. It, well, it, it, excellence is not perfection, right? No. Excellence is you bring in your absolute best game. Perfection is unattainable. And being held accountable, you know, yeah, that's, that's what we demand here. You know, it's, it's all constructive, but you can't hide behind your mistakes, you know? Yeah. And, um, Dwayne Hillsman, good evening. Are you guys still trying to main tw- maintain 1200 a day? Also is the fleet still averaging $3 a mile? Our goal is 1450. Mm-hmm. So 1450 a day, 2175 for the weekend load. Right. which is 8000 for the week. Right. Um, I don't always hit it, but sometimes I get 1700 a day and 1200 tomorrow. You know, and, uh, <clears throat> I mean... Through, I, the first two, <clears throat> for, through the first two quarters, we're 9% uh, uh, off of being at that number. Yeah. And mm-hmm. our, our loaded, per mile loaded average is still 334. Last I looked at it a couple of days ago, and for the year... We're still at three dollars and thirty four cents per loaded mile with about nineteen percent deadhead, which is high. But market like this, you're gonna have high deadhead. 
you know, or higher, or deadhead. Our our budget's fifteen percent. It's, it's not high. It's just higher than what we want it right. to be. You know, so <clears throat> twenty five would be high. You know, we're staying under twenty. So, you know, I'd rather it be fifteen or less. But, um, the people skill. Oh, Evans talking about the people skills. A lot of it just comes with practice. You know, um, I've never had a problem just walking up to somebody that I don't know and having a conversation. Um, now, Larry's a lot better at it than I am in that Larry can, he knows how to get them talking about themselves, right? So that they feel important, which that just rings a bell. What did I hear? Was it Jordan Peterson? Or it was somebody talking about people want to feel important. It was a really, really good talk. And it sound, that sounds like something Jordan Peterson would say. But Well, the, the classic, the classic um, training is, is Dale Carnegie. And that's the classic training. Oh, that was it. It was Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, you can read the books, but if you, if you have the opportunity to take the Dale Carnegie course, it's called the Dale course. They've got several, but the, the Dale course, uh, it will make you understand how to communicate with people. Uh, the other thing is, um, and I was hoping to have one this year, but she just, she had a conflict, but maybe we'll have her next year. But if you can get in front of somebody that can teach you personality types, Mm-hmm. and how to recognize those so that you understand that, you know, you, this technique won't work with that person. And you, and you find that out really quickly if you're perceptive about who you're talking to. And you get that by just asking questions. People love to talk about themselves. Uh, listen, I've never been in the military, okay? I was in ROTC. I know a little bit about it. My best friend retired from the Army. I've been around it enough that I can talk the link. Well, when, I'm, when I find out that I'm talking to somebody that was military, I can get them talking I mean, I can, I can have them eating out of my hand, you know. And it's not that I really care that much about the military. It's just that I know that that's what they know. That's now what we have in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can find something that you have in common, you know, and it's just, it's just the, ability, the, the, the ability to recognize that. Uh, you got to remember, for 35 years, I went into a completely strange family situation for a day, a very stressful day, and I had to capture the most important moments in that girl's life, you know, uh, and never didn't know anybody. So, I mean, I had a lot of really, really good training at doing this. Okay. Every Saturday, that's mm-hmm. what I did is I went in and I captured the wedding of somebody's little girl, you know, and her dream was always to walk down the aisle in that white dress with daddy on her arm. And so when you understand what, what's important to other people, it's not hard to, to communicate with them, you know, and it's not hard to understand what it takes to motivate them if you understand who you're working with. You know, listen, I've been, I, I've been through all this. I understand. If I've got a guy, a gal who who wants to be in business for themselves and has that desire, I I can I can communicate with them. What I can't deal with is somebody that tells me I want to do something and no, nothing that they do uh, supports that those words. Right. You know, I, that that's that you lose me right then and there. You know, so. all hat no cap. <clears throat> Yeah, we, we've seen a bunch of those. Yes, uh, on TikTok, Money Train. Uh, yes, there will be truck parking at the event. Yes, there is. A freight, 
Freight Runner wants to know if you've congratulated Gary Bucks on being named Schneider's new CEO. <laughs> this guy brings up Gary Bucks every week. What did poor old Gary Bucks ever do to you? Man, it could be him. Gary Bucks. I mean, he could I, be incognito watching our podcast, and he's changed his name to Freight Runner. Yeah, well, could be. Could be. No, I, have, I, I have zero problem with Gary Bucks. Zero. Uh, <laughs> we have different styles, but I mean, we don't. And and I'm not trucker of the year. Never have been. You know. Imagine if there was a truck stop. We, if there, here's a here's a, a a good question for all of y'all. If there was a truck stop named after Larry Long, where would it be? Um, Las Las Vegas. <laughs> the Larry Long TA. We'll get the TA in uh, in Las Vegas named after Larry Long. You do that, uh, Behemoth. The worst truck mm-hmm. ever was the Freightliner Classic. No, no, the probably the. Well, wor- well, you wouldn't say worse. You, worse in what way? Chris <clears throat> loves it. But it's a dog for fuel mileage. Yeah, uh, but Chris loves it. You know, I mean, any of the any of the big hood trucks are not practical for a first time owner operator. Right, right. That that's that's what <laughs> it's and, it's and, it's kind of yeah. like when we say that. It's and now I know how the the Bible feels because they only get part of what you're saying. When I say big hood trucks are not practical for a first time owner operator, you're saying I can never. No, it's not what I said. If you're a first-time owner-operator, you do not need to buy a Classic, a 379, a W9. That's not what you need for your first truck. Now, you're really not going to like this part when I tell you that. that Remember what he said. Rewind back to what he said about when we're asking people questions and finding out why they want to get in business. If you want to get in business to drive a 379 or a W9 or a Freightliner Classic, I know that you're thinking about the wrong things. Yeah. Okay? So it's you, an indication. Your, your why your why is need, going to need some adjustment if you plan on being you know, Absolutely. in business very long. <laughs> so. um, you know, now, would I like to have a W9 or a 379 sitting out front to play with? Sure. But I'm not going to try to haul freight with it. Because I'm at the point, I'm, 40, I'm, I'm 27 or 26-year truck driver, um, that I've driven all of them. I've driven W9s, the good ones. I drove 379s and W9s when they were brand new with 6NZ cats. Not a million-mile version, okay? And there's no truck that handles better, rides better on the road than a 2001 W900L with a studio sleeper. Don't exist, okay? But given all of my experience, if I was going to put a truck on the road today, with all of my experience and everything that I have learned through everything that I've been through, it would be a 2007 Freightliner Columbia. Would I make it nice? Yes, I would make it nice. I would I would probably have a nice paint job, and I, I probably would make it nice. But I'm going to haul freight for the profit. I'm not going to leave my wife and kids at home and go out and put up with the absolute never-ending amount of bullshit that a truck driver has to put up with and not take home every single penny that I can. Because I'm telling you that if I'm going out to be a truck driver, a single truck owner-operator, I'm going to make $200,000 net before taxes, or I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving the house. It's not worth it to me 
to make less than one hundred and fifty, one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year as an owner-operator. It's absolutely normal. Go get it. If you want to make sixty-five or eighty or ninety or hundred thousand dollars, go get a company driver job. Don't put up with all this bullshit for a hundred thousand dollars. That's ludicrous. Or, or sixty-five. Or sixty-five. In national average. The um, trucking industry offers a, an amazing opportunity, but my God, don't don't put up with this horseshit nonsense that this industry throws at you and not make $200,000 a year. It ain't worth it. Absolutely not worth it. Yeah, I mean, and again, we, we say this a lot, but you know, what we, when we talk about the best of something or the worst of something, or we're talking about our audience, and that those, 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 those words are directed at, at who our market is. And our market is the first time owner operator buying his first truck. So you guys are listening or, or, or popping or whatever in your, in your, you know, your old veteran truck drivers. And you think that, well, all, all these guys want to do is work and run all that. Well, that's not what we're saying at all. If you've got money in the bank, you can write cash for it, pay cash for it. I don't care what you buy. Okay. But if we're trying to get you to get in business and stay in business and you come to me and tell me that you're going to do it with a W9, you've lost me. Okay. I'm no longer your coach. Okay. And I'm going to tell you how big a fool you are. <laughs> but it's not because of the truck. It's just because that's not how you open a business. Okay, you don't start out. You know, if you're if you're if you're trying to get in the restaurant business, you open up a little corner. You know, most people do it in a food truck nowadays. Let's just get mm-hmm. a food truck. So that way, we don't have to have a a business, a building, and then you graduate to this. They don't start out with the big steakhouse downtown on top of the fiftieth store. That's not where that's not where you start. But in trucking, that's where you guys want to start. Let me get the best. Let me let me get a two hundred fifty thousand dollar truck, okay? A forty thousand dollar trailer, or fifty or sixty, and let me start there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I've got to stop because I'm getting ready to rant, and people don't <laughs> like your rant. Okay, so fuck y'all. <laughs> well, we call it when it's really good. We call it a Larry Long special. <clears throat> you know. We, I see this with, of course, I've got, you know, I've got teenagers and, and down from, I've got a 17 year old down to a nine year old in this house. And so there's lots of conversation about what are the next steps. You know, the next steps for the 17 year old is different than the 14 year old and obviously different for the nine year old. And people will ask my daughter, oh, well, what are you going to do next? And of course, everybody assumes. Oh, well, you must be going to go to college. And she's like, nah, you know, she's like, I, I think I'm going to take a gap year. I'm like, I think you should take a gap decade. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, you shouldn't go to college until you've lived for at least five years, you know, as an adult. And then you can decide whether or not you're going to go to college. But when I see the deficit um, in the trades, I mean, y'all, we're in, and I hate using language like that, that we, but humanity, uh, in the in the developed world, y'all, we're in trouble because we don't have, we do not have humans to replace the humans that are getting too old to run equipment, to build houses, to drive trucks, to weld, to be machinists, these guys are getting old to where they, they their bodies are not going to last much longer, and there's nobody at the door. And when you try to tell some of these single-celled organisms 
Well, you know, you could make 42 or $50 an hour as a welder or equipment operator. And, and you don't have to be in a union to get that, by the way. And they're like, but I'll see, well, hell, you can make $20 an hour at McDonald's. What kind of life is that? I mean, yeah, out in Seattle or wherever, they're paying nineteen dollars an hour for McDonald's, and it's you know it's also three thousand dollars a month for an apartment. Okay, so you're not you're not doing anything. If you could live in West Virginia and somehow commute to Seattle and work at McDonald's for nineteen dollars an hour, you might be okay. All right, mm-hmm. but they haven't invented the teleporter yet, and if they did, I'd have one so I could go get our trucks worked on. You know, just all right, bring me up, Scotty. But the this deficit, this this fundamental understanding of the world that you live in, that you literally don't know, that you have a potential value up to a hundred dollars an hour in the trades, but no, I'm going to go get a a, a a dual degree in in women's studies and German polka history. I'm going to pay a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for it. And I'm never going to get a job making more than $27,000 a year. And somehow the rest of us are supposed to support your decision. I mean, imagine if we had bailouts for failed trucking companies. If we, if we had, oh, this guy's trucking business failed. We, you know, we better get the government to write him a million-dollar check. I mean, it's just, it's just nonsense, okay? You, you can, if you'll, of course, turn off the television you can understand that there are incredible opportunities in almost every industry. The trucking industry is not the only one, yeah. uh, but there's so many sides to this industry. You've got you there. You've got the brokerage side. You've got the customer service side. You've got the freight hauling. You've got the mechanical. You there's so much to do in this industry where you you watching me right now. You can decide what your value is going to be, and you don't have to give away all of your liberty and autonomy and freedom to some gang of thugs, is basically what they are, and Sean O'Brien's the ringleader. You decide what's best for you. You decide what your value is, but you're going to have to come to the people that are connected to the people, which are the customers that are paying the bills, and prove to me that you can do what that customer needs you to do, then there's no limit to what you can make. No limit. None whatsoever. And that's what that's where the entrepreneurial spirit hit me, is because I don't like limits. Okay, well, here you go, drivers. 50 cents a mile, and you can, you know, you got 70 hours a week. Well, I, there's only so many miles that I can drive. I want the opportunity to build value. I want to be better than the guy beside me so that I can... I can earn or, or, or make more than that guy because I'm better than him. Because I can make a de- better product. I can deliver a better product. I can have better service. And I can be more valuable, not just, well, I've decided that I'm going to make $42 an hour. Well, good luck with that, Hoss, because eventually somebody's going to get rid of your useless ass. That was a rant, wasn't it? <clears throat> kind of. Yeah, it was. That qualifies. But it's okay if you get to them. It's just me. I maintain that if Yellow had not been union, they would have been profitable and they would still be in business. Because there would be people, those 22,000 employees wouldn't be necessary if they weren't union. 
because half of them aren't doing anything. And, 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 and they're just pulling down the other half that want to do more and can't because the union won't let them. Um, I'm, I'll probably meet you halfway on that because, I mean, you've got other union companies that aren't bankrupt right now, right? Yeah. 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 But, you, you know, you, you have other union companies or you have other companies in trucking that have a large union base that are not going broke and bankrupt. And, and again, Yellow's been bankrupt for a really, really, really long time. They would have been out of business in 2020 if daddy hadn't given them a $700 million check. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the taxpayer over here would kind of like to know where that $700 million went. I'd love to know that. Now, if their carrying costs for this pension, like they're talking about, is $50 million a month, isn't that what they said? They missed a $50 million payment mm-hmm. for 30? Yes. Okay. So maybe we know where the $700 million went. We know where it didn't go. <sighs> right. Um, But this company has obviously been poorly run. Now, I'm sure there are people that will make the argument that you could have got the greatest CEO ever to come in and try to restructure the company and the union wouldn't allow it. That's probably a fair, fair statement. Um, well, just a rank and file. I mean, you, you can't, but you can't do better than the guy next to you. That's highly discouraged and, 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 right. and, pun- and punished and penalized. Oh, yeah. That's the point I'm making is that you know, I've always been in a situation where I don't, I, I want to. I want to do what I can do and show my worth and 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 get paid for for what I, you know, what I proved to you I can do. I don't want to be in a situation where no matter what I do, I can't make any more, and I, and I can't make the guy next to me any more, and the guy over here can keep me from. That's just I. I just I can't. That's against every fiber in my body, um, and that's why I don't agree with him. So. Um, I've heard this, Evan says, I heard somewhere for every 11 retired construction workers, two are replaced. Um, well, listen, and it probably would take, to replace 11 seasoned ones, it probably would take 22, you know, given the quality of, uh, of, of people that are absolutely allergic to work and allergic to sweat. Um, you know, Zeke sent me a fascinating TikTok the other day. And it was a guy talking about migrant farm workers. And I never thought of it this way. But they said, they keep calling them unskilled labor. Unskilled labor. Well, this this is unskilled labor that Americans don't want to do. And then they showed these people picking these strawberries and lettuce. And I mean, dude, they're just going through that like, like, like these robots, you know. And, you know, and, and one guy was like, well, you can't just grab it. You have to pick it this way and you have to turn it that way and you do this, that, and the other, you know, and they're throwing this stuff on their shoulders. And, and I never thought about that, but there is skill involved in picking strawberries. Uh, and that was one of them. He said, well, if you pick this, he pulled up a strawberry and he said, well, if you do this to it, it's good. But if you do that to it and you take this leaf off of it, it's no good and it has to be thrown away, you know? That's just, and I never realized it, but that's just horseshit propaganda, basically, to justify the, the, the average laziness of people that would never get on their hands and knees in those fields and do that work. 
They're not going to do it. And so to make ourselves feel better about it, we're going to call it unskilled labor. You know, it's just, think about the programming. Think about the language you use. Why in, in the land of the free and the home of the brave, why do we use personal possessive pronouns to describe things that we do not own or possess? Why? Our this and our that and we and we. Like, that's kind of Marxist communist language, you know? And, and, but but it, just, it just rolls off of our tongue so easily and we don't think about how we've been programmed by our schools and our and our and our media. Okay, here I go. I'm saying it now. The schools and the media, right? When you won't even think about, well, what if I have been conditioned to think or believe a certain thing because of the group that I end up being around? You know, and we and and it's done in trucking. I've been around it my whole 25, 26 years, where truck drivers will start ganging together and justifying terrible behavior, justifying just not understanding things. And it's like, well, we're, we're just, we're all going to be uh, very dumb and uneducated, but we're going to do it together and we're going to stick it to them. It's just, I get so tired of that stuff. <clears throat> Well, I guess I could end, end this little conversation about the end. Was where where are they now? I mean, all these people that depend on them for your pension, your retirement, all the. Where are you now? You know, uh, look at I'm gonna here's Caleb now. Caleb, uh, let me tell you about the union. I started at UPS the Monday after I graduated high school. I worked the dock on morning shift, two a.m. to nine a.m. and worked a second job. Finally, turned twenty one and ready to drive. I started out making thirty four dollars an hour as a package car driver. Six months into it, UPS said I was qualified as the wrong category driver, so my pay changed to $20 an hour. They did it to thousands of drivers. The new contract does away with the 22-4 driver, whatever that means. Guys that had two years less seniority kept $34 an hour. A few months later, I quit. My boss told me how terrible of a decision it was. Ha ha, boy, was he wrong. The union was the biggest comment in America. This guy now has three trucks, Uh you know, paid cash for them doing it the lunatic way, did, did he need a union to look at for himself? And a comment above, he, he says he's 23. He says, I'm 23. I bought my first truck cash, paid for my second truck with cash. They both there paid cash for my third truck. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. You know, unions squash these kinds of guys, okay? He's smart enough to get out. Yeah, and not put all of his eggs in a union basket, only to lose it after thirty years because of whatever. I don't the the if yellow was mismanaged, that's fine. Why? Did, how did yellow get mismanaged so long? What? Where were the employees when it was mismanaged? You know, um, where was the union when it was mismanaged? Um, all they were looking out for is themselves. You know, and, yeah, and that's like, the problem with UPS right now is that all they're looking out for is themselves. You know, I, I mean, UPS is probably very healthy. I don't know. But if this new contract, I'm, I, what's it cost to put an air conditioner in every package car in the United States? Well, there was what's a that cost? there was a there was an, a TikTok post by a UPS uh, p- package parcel delivery. You know, the guy does the residential stuff, and very fit and trim black guy. He, and he was he was going on. He's like, look, I like sweat. Sweat's good for you, you know. But he said, let me warn y'all. Let me warn y'all. 
You have any idea how long it's going to take them to put AC units in these trucks? You ain't getting no AC very soon, you know? And I mean, he just laid it out there. He's like, I'm union and I, you know, yeah, sure. Well, power to the people, but y'all got suckered. Basically is what he's saying. Y'all got scammed with the promise of an air conditioner that may take years, years to come to fruition. Um, and that, and I heard a bunch, let me, I want to go back to what Caleb said, because there was a bunch of these guys that were, they, at first they were getting hammered in TikTok because they were saying, uh, they, they were like, well, you're getting $42 an hour. Well, yeah, I'm getting $42 an hour, but I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for the other guys. Okay. Well, how is it they did the other guys? Finally turned 21 and ready to drive. Started out making $34 an hour as a package car driver. Six months into it, they say I'm qualified as the wrong category and cut my pay $14 an hour. The union let that happen. Mm-hmm. That's why they didn't quit. cut his, But they didn't cut his dues. I bet they 100% didn't cut his dues. <clears throat> but but that, just, that, that, that's just the thing. For us... Much, just think about how much, how much money they're collecting in dues every year and what that money could be doing besides making union bosses. You talk about corporate greed. Oh. What about union greed? Oh, yeah. It's right mm-hmm. up there with it. Well, they give it all to political candidates, you know? So there's a t- comment on TikTok. Must have fam... Oh. Mustafa... <laughs> Mustafa McClatchy. We lost our jobs today due to the absolute mismanagement. I watched Yellow Bleed Money every day. And then Victor Flores asked him, so I'm not trying to be an ass, but if you saw this, why did you stay till the end? Right. There you go. That was the thing, like, it, it for, for those of us outside, it was glaringly obvious that there were very, very serious uh, financial problems with this company, union or not. Okay, the company's in big trouble. And after the strike was averted and the capital fund uh, basically averted the strike, which kind of seemed like a dick move now that I'm thinking back on it. But anyway, uh, you you still want $11 an hour. Like, it... it it, it's like the Titanic, you know, the nose is in the water and some guy walks up to the captain and goes, yeah, but when are we going to get to New York? Can you pick it up? Can you, can, can you speed things up here? I'm trying to get to New York. And the literal nose of the, of the ship is under the water. I, but hey, my needs are important right now. I have to get to New York. So I'm, I'm going to need you to speed things up. That that's that's the part of it I don't understand. Is it was so glaringly obvious that this thing was like an old cow that y'all milked and milked and milked and milked and milked, and now the thing has fell over and y'all are beating it with a whip. I don't know why this damn cow won't stand up. Cause it's about to die. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about something besides the unions. Okay, let's talk about a real opportunity. Okay, real opportunity. All right. If you're a company driver, okay, and your dream, and you have that desire, and you 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 yearn to be like Caleb and be in control of your own destiny, 
and not let somebody else do that, and you want to do that in the trucking industry, boy, we got a deal for you. We've got three or four trucks we're getting ready to put on that we're looking for drivers for, not just drivers as a job, but using that truck to practice the skills of being an owner-operator under our supervision, under our guidance, under our instruction, with no risk to you. We're taking on all the risk. And after 18 months of us giving you all the ways of doing it, letting you practice and at practice and seeing how it, the, how we do it versus how everybody else does it. That's why they call Sunatech because it's different. Then you're ready now to go do this the right way. And, and the, the chances of you failing are way, 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 way smaller than if you had done it the way everybody else does. So if you're interested in this, go to our website. Okay. Um, and check uh, 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 a couple of things. Drive for us. That's how you can put in the application and, and request an interview with Chris and I. And you can check on the Masterclass 2023 and read all about it. Exactly what ha- what's going to happen. Um, you have to meet minimum qualifications for Landstar because that's where our trucks are leased to. And basically that is 12 months of verifiable over-the-road experience in the past three years. Um, not excessive tickets or accidents. A good person, not having, you know, you can't have a lot of felonies hanging on you and stuff like that. But that's pretty much it, you know. And uh, and then, you know, we will interview you, see if you're a good fit for the program, see if this is something you really want to do. Be thinking about that why question because you're going to get it because um, that's going to be a huge de- uh, determining factor in you getting here or not is the why. So um, anyway, um, you know, if you if you really want to get an, you know, a, a, an immersion into what this is all about, uh, come spend the weekend with us in August, August 19th and 20th uh, in Hurricane, West Virginia. Uh, we're going to have a Reset Your Mindset 2023 seminar where we teach everything that we teach our people, we teach there to you. Um, all the things that we do to keep our cost of operation down below a buck fifty a mile, uh, all the things that we do, all my 50 years of business experience and all Chris's 25, 26 years of trucking experience, um, we just pull the curtain back and let you see the sauces being made, you know, and it's a, it's an intensive weekend of, of, of knowledge and networking and, um, and some social life in there as well. Um, and, uh, you can, uh, we've already got as many people signed up this year as we had last year. So I talked to the people at the event. We're going to start adding, a, uh, a third, uh, extra chairs in this existing setup. So uh, we still can squeeze some more in if you guys want to come. Uh, Chris, do you have this on the screen somewhere? Do. Or you do? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see it on TikTok. It's not on TikTok. I can't. Okay. I'm... Okay. All right. Well, you TikTokers, <clears throat> you TikTokers go to blueribbonlogistics.com slash uh, events slash reset 2023. Or just Google reset your mindset 2023. I'm sure it'll take you there. So, um, got it's uh, you got a few more weeks to to get your uh, receipt reserved, um, and um, you can uh, you can sort of stick your toe in the water and see what we do here, you know, and then make your decision. So, keep talking while I'm. Uh, 
typing. Spilly build. I'm about to ready to give up my authority and join join the Blue Ribbon course. Authority seems less and less. Well, I probably will agree with that. I wouldn't. That's not something I would. You know, I've I've, <laughs> I've got a lot of business experience. Okay, I've got eleven trucks that we run, and I have no reason to be in, have my own authority. Would not and and won't won't do it uh, for various reasons, especially in this situation. But uh, I probably would agree with that um, with that decision. Um, I, you know, we talk about it all the time comparing the cost of having your authority varying compared to the cost of lease to a carrier, uh, especially Landstar. Um, you know, and so uh, I would be happy to talk to you about that, Spilly, if you wanted to reach out to us. I would certainly give you my opinion about that and my advice and listen to your, um, you know, to your reasoning and whatnot. So uh, a couple of announcements. Rocky from MD Alignment in North Florida is going to be at the event. Uh, he's av- available to do alignments and suspension work. You need to have an appointment, okay? You got to come to the event. You can't come to West Virginia and have Rocky work on your truck and not come to the event. We don't let you do that, okay? But if you're coming to the event, you can let Rocky look at your truck and work on it, whatever. Also, we're going to have our, our guy, Chris Dolan, uh, from CAMS to be there doing small, uh, minor stuff, mechanical, if you've got any little things you need to have done. We're just a five miles away from a TA shop. You mm-hmm. can make an appointment to have your, have, if you need a Landstar inspection or you need some stuff done, if a TA tires, or whatever, we're five miles from a TA. Um, and, um, if you guys haven't heard <clears throat> us talk about him, I, we just firmed this up this week, but Steve Crone, K R O N. Yeah. You guys are on, on fuel gauges. If you look at what's it, Chris backdraft, what's his, what's his name? Backdraft. Something? Oh, backdraft binder backdraft binder that's his that's his handle on fuel gauges this is a guy that's got a like a a 70 i mean a a 2001 or something international and getting 11 miles per gallon out of it okay he's going to be there talking about all the things that he's done to be able to do that you know uh he's very big into aerodynamics and um but he is a fuel mileage fiend and so, and by the way, if you, in case you didn't know this, fuel is your number one cost as an owner operator. And so if we can help you lower the cost of fuel, we've lowered your number one cost. Okay. So we spend a lot of time at the event dealing with fuel. This is the first time we've had Steve. Um, I've known Steve since 2009 or 10 and, uh, met him out to Kevin CMC and we've been, you know, we've been acquaintances all that time. And, I ran into him at a Landstar event earlier in the year, and I said, hey, you know, would you mind doing this? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, he's going to be there. So um, we're working on a couple of, uh, you guys there at Landstar, people are working on a couple of agents to be there, and we might still be having a, uh, a regular broker. We haven't put that deal together quite yet. But So there'll be some other people there that will be sharing this uh, stage with me and Chris and uh, Phil, our, our um, heavy haul and our uh, platform expert is going to be there one of the two days. So um, there's um, plenty of reasons to come, all right? Not many reasons not to come, except if you just don't like money, you know? You just don't got, like throwing money away all the time. And look, if you're, if, if you're worried about your business, you know, let us show you how not to worry about it anymore, okay? You can see that we're not too worried about it, right? I mean, I think all of of everything you see about us, do you see fear anywhere here or anxiety or concern or no, you know, it's life's good. Life's good. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> I was looking to see if I could, uh, 
filled out a form about six to eight weeks ago, not sure what the turnaround time was or I needed to use a different contact method. I don't, we didn't get a form from him, did we? Um, well, we don't recognize that name. Um, why don't, I tell you what, why don't you, why don't you email Larry at Blue Ribbon Logistics.com? Email me and we will, um, we'll, we'll, we'll set up a, uh, a Zoom interview with you. Okay. Larry at Blue Ribbon Logistics.com. I don't, I haven't seen it unless I just don't recognize the name. And, um, and I'm sorry if we haven't gotten back with you, but I don't, I don't, I don't know that we've, we've gotten it. So, <clears throat> yeah, there it is. I figured out how to do it. There it is. I'll put, right. put it on the screen for YouTube. That's right, Steve Cron's um, fuel gauges. He's done 1,422 fuel ups that he's tracked, 1.338 million miles. And his lifetime average is 9.43. This is a 2001 international. His 30-day average is 10.52. His cost per mile over the last 30 days is 31 cents. 30. And uh, that's in a Detroit, by the way. Yep. Series 60 Detroit. 12.7 Detroit. And, uh, yeah, it's incredible. So, so yeah, he's going to be there the whole weekend, you know. And um, you know, he's going to do a program as well as answer y'all's questions and, you know, talk with you one-on-one -on -one if you want to. But, um, listen, <clears throat> wouldn't, so you I like just... your, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you like your, 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 your fuel cost to be 36 cents a mile? Wouldn't that be awesome, you know? Look, what if you only got halfway there? What if you got to 8 miles per gallon instead of 10.9 because oh, yeah. of things that he t teaches you? Would oh, that yeah. not make your life a lot better? Oh, absolutely. You know? so, so and spilling, he's doing a 2001 International with a Detroit, okay? So now that I'm not distracted, I see your comment, Nathan Spillman. I, I can tell you pretty confidently that I have not seen that name come through. I have not either, yeah. I know there's one page that we had made on the website where the form thing was screwed up. And I don't remember which page it was. And I don't mm. know at some point we've given out that page. <laughs> and now okay. I don't even know where it's at. Go to the Drive for Us tab and fill out that form. That one will 100%. Um, that comes straight to mine, Chris's uh, email. So comes right to our desk. Yeah. Leon. Or just email me either one. So. I'm going to get a bunch of pictures of Steve's truck or, uh, yeah, Steve's truck when it's here. I've scoured the internet and I've only been able to find a couple. And they're not very good. There's one I video. Get him, I probably can get him to send us some. Yeah, have him send so, us some pictures yeah, and we can use yeah. them on the yeah, event. I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, so. I'll tell you what. Now, now he does truck and trailer. Now, I know a lot of you guys don't have your trailer, but but still, that if you <laughs> when you come to the event, you know, he's going to have the truck and trailer there. Okay? So you can go out there and crawl all over and look at it. Dude, he's got that that truck looks like a NASCAR. It's got a splitter on the front of oh, it that yeah. he designed and made. The underneath that trailer is 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 just as slick as the sides. But there's not, you know, he is an aerodynamic, you know, fiend. All right, um, but um, but anyway, it's it's interesting to see what the possibilities are if you really want to do it. You know, uh, he had trouble at Landstar for a long time because Landstar wouldn't believe that it was his mileage, so they were. They were not oh, giving him. Yeah. They were penalizing him on his IFTA, 
And uh, finally, he's got it now to worry. And he, he's going to talk to us about that, too. You guys are at Landstar, and you're worried about, the, you know, the, the, the default to four miles per gallon that Landstar does. Um, he's got a strategy for how to avoid that, too. He's going to talk to us about it, So Yeah. Yeah, Rod Timmer's talking about the video. That I, I remember finding that video. Of course, I wasn't smart enough to save it, but it's out there somewhere. Uh, but there's a video of, I think it was on Overdrive magazine or something, and they laid a camera on the ground, and he drove yeah, over that camera. Yeah, and you look yeah. up underneath that truck and trailer. It's he's, It looks like a race car. I'm sure he's got it. We can yeah. get it from you, so. Well, let's see here. How far have we gone? We're hour and twenty. You want to keep going, or you want to shut it down, or what do you want to do? Uh, you got any more questions? Leave, I mean, if you got, if you guys want to ask some questions, uh, we'd be glad to answer them. We'll um, call this open topic. Y'all ask anything topic. you want. Uh, remember, remember our sponsor. Okay, what's your social security power? number, Larry? Um, uh, eight eight two nine nine six. <laughs> I I saw a video, TikTok. God, I love TikTok. So, ladies, like, did you know? That your social security number, if you were born before 2011, is all about your state you were born in and the area of that state you were born in, and it's like not random. I'm like, holy shit. Now I know why my wife's and mine are like very close because we're very, you know. <clears throat> what's, the first, what's the first three digits of yours? Uh, well, it don't matter. Two, three, five. Hmm. So both of ours can, are like that. So, how can yours be lower than mine? I'm twice as old as Well, you because it has to do with the state. Like, whatever yours is would be specific to Kentucky, and then you. the two digits in the middle would have to do with the area you were born. So hmm. I guess mine is because so if of I was where, if I was a scammer, I only need to know, I only need to guess the last four if I know where you were born. And that's yeah, and I that's kind of what they were six. saying, that they, they, well, they changed it in, they changed it in 2011 because they were going to run out of numbers. Um, but it was also becoming to where, like, if you knew that someone lived in this state at this time and were born in this area, then however the assignments went, then, yeah, the, the last four is the only randomized part that you had to do. Um, yeah, that's Does Steve scary. use super singles? That's a great question. I don't know. I, I'm going to guess that he does, especially since he owns his trailer. But I don't know that for a fact. We'll find out when we get to pictures. I've seen this truck a hundred times. I just can't remember if it, it didn't make an impression on me. Leon, you asked about this last week, and I forgot before we quit. Speed of air pistons. Um, I saw one with my own eyes at the truck show. Um, Tim Gentry who has the YouTube channel Gentry and Sons Trucking. Um, he has them in a Detroit as we speak. Um, and uh, I'm just kind of waiting because he's supposed to report back for everybody else. Speed of Air is a company that puts a coating on a piston and the surface that they put on there looks like a golf ball with the little divots. Dimples. Dimples. And it's, you know, like a ceramic or something. And the testing that they did uh, in the uh, industrial side, they're just now getting into trucking. But their testing, 
and I've and I've read articles and stuff about this. They're saying that with a correct tune, that this technology could get a twelve seven or a six NZ cat or an N fourteen to pass tier four emissions. Tier four emissions is 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 uh, is is death fluid and and yep. DPF. Yeah, yep. And so it's yep. it their their goal. That they're according to this article I read, and according to what Tim said on his YouTube channel, their goal is to use this technology to get these old engines to pass tier four emissions. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody, hear me very clearly, okay? Everybody, gather around. The OEMs, yes, yes Dad, yes, Father. The OEMs, okay. Listen, the OEMs will never, ever allow the government to get 12.7s and 6NZs and ISXs and N14s to pass Tier 4 emissions with this technology. Okay, it's not happening. Okay. The other one. Get, get. As you were. But that ain't happening. They'll come up, they'll be able to prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt, and there's absolutely no chance that... Are you saying that this is like ivermectin? Oh, absolutely. I was thinking about that. Isn't it funny how anybody with a brain knows that the regulatory agencies have been completely captured by the pharmaceutical industry? That uh, Robert F. Kennedy had this great line where he was trying to he was trying to get some information on something. It had to do with a drug. I don't even think it was like vaccines. It had something to do with a drug. And he called the regulator and he named a guy. And the guy said, "Oh, well, you're going to have to call Merck." or Pfizer or whoever. Like he called the regulator saying, Hey regulator, how's this work? Well, I don't know. You, you need to call, call, call the, you need to call. call wait a minute. Okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. Didn't y'all just say that you're, re- you're regulating them, but they're telling you what to do. Okay. So just a question. I'm just posing questions. Don't shoot the messenger. Who's to say that the regulatory apparatus with the FMCSA and the EPA has not been captured by corporations as well so that they write laws that benefit only the corporations and the regulatory apparatus, but not the people actually operating the trucks. Just a question. I'm just asking a question. Okay. You better be careful. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll end up drowning in the three foot of water. Like, uh, yeah. Well, like the chef did over the week, over the last this week. Yeah. Yeah. Self to uh, uh, what is it? Self-inflicted two in the back of the head. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, uh, I'm I'm curious to watch what happens with this technology because there's moves being made in auto racing right now, especially among drag racers, because drag racing is a much more drag racing is a much more open competition like circle track and stuff like that. It's very heavily regulated. Everybody's using spec motors. Everybody's, you know, whatever that, whatever little sanctioning body is. Okay. You have to run that motor and that tire and that, but drag right. racing is kind of just wide open. It's just, you know, and as long as what's the name, run, uh, run what you brung, is run what you brung. But, but in drag racing, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's okay. Well, as long as you weigh less than this and you know, it's more about weight. Well, dude, you can, Twin turbo, 5,000 horsepower, doesn't matter. Okay, so the, over the last couple of years, or few years, the EPA has been going after, with a vengeance, 
um, people like Brent Levistad that that build components where you can take your Honda. He's big into the rice burners. Well, we'll sell you a box that you can use for drag racing to put on your Toyota or your Honda to make it, you know, increase horsepower. Right. Well, of course, the government doesn't go after the guy that modifies his Honda. They go after the guy selling the component that modifies the Honda. Okay. Sure. Now, bless the bless their heart, all these guys, Cletus McFarlane, and and they're all. Uh, of course, they're getting suckered like everybody else is. Oh well, we'll pass this RPM Act, Protect Motorsports Act, and they'll get the EPA to leave us alone. Okay, well that's not happening. They're never going to leave you alone. They are going to show up in the middle of the night, and they're not going to. Excuse me, sir. Do you have an illegal component in your house? No, they show up with a SWAT team, right? That's what they do with tanks and shit. But when this first happened and Brett, Brent Levstad got like a $50,000, it was ridiculous, fifty dollars or $80,000 fine. I noticed something in his eye and he said, listen, we've got all the technology now to test this stuff. And... And I think what we're going to see here before long is a lot of these very, very, very smart people that build these 5,000 horsepower race cars are going to be able to prove that the choking down of these combustion engines for benefit of the environment is horseshit. They're going to be able to test and find that their modifications of these cars are not doing to the environment, what they say it is, because they're going to test what's coming out of the tool out of the tailpipe. So that's coming, you know. So I mean, the revolution started fifteen years ago in two thousand eight. So we're not there yet. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I used to work with, with Mercedes Benz, and mm-hmm. I, I may have told this to you once before. But when when you know when EGR was, you know, I mean. Listen, Mercedes-Benz, they know a lot about diesel engines, okay? They've been doing diesel for a long, oh, long yeah. time, okay? Yeah, 100%. And, uh, and I met this old, this old German, old German engineer, okay? And I can't, I can't, I can't duplicate as well. I won't try to do that. But he, he said, he said, he said, there's no way that this is going to fix anything. He said, it's the worst possible thing you could do to an engine, period. 100%. And it's not going to accomplish what they want to accomplish, you know. Mm-mm. And, um, anyway. Well, and when you, look at, when you look at what happens to a diesel engine, when you make it eat its own shit, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody hearing me there? It, that's what mm-hmm. you're doing. You're recycling mm-hmm. exhaust. Yep. It kills the performance of that engine. So what do you have to do? Well, nobody's going to buy an engine that makes 50 or 60% of the horsepower it did yesterday. Okay, so we're going to we're going to crank up the the uh, compression ratio. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because now we've got to get the power back to where it was. Now the one good thing that did come out of that technology and development was the variable geometry turbo, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, you put a variable geometry turbo on a non-EGR 12.7 and sun, she'll run. Yeah. And I mean run good, right? So then 
you have the problem created by the EGR, which is, you know, the, 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 the lost power and lost efficiency when it's not working correctly. Well, by God, I'll just take the EGR off. Okay. Well, now you've got this truck that's hopped up with a super high compression ratio that it doesn't need. Yep. And you start cracking heads and dropping liners and blowing head gaskets. And you're not fixing anything. I mean, that's what I would love to see. I would love to see real testing. Uh, and I heard a guy years ago, there's a guy named Eric Peters that does uh, um, automotive reviews. I think it's EP Autos or used to be .com. And he said, we fixed about 90% of the, there was a problem. You lived through it. I didn't. There was a real problem with smog. You know, anytime I get behind some dude around here that's, you know, putting around on Sunday afternoon in his, in his 67 uh, Mustang, I can smell mm. the problem. Mm. Okay. Sure. 100%. We fixed 90% of the problem with catalytic converters in 1970-something. Six, yes. seven, eight. Yes. Yes, we did. And ever since then... When the when the politician comes out, we're going to reduce emissions by eighty percent. Yeah, it's like eighty percent of one percent. Like we're going to go, we're going to. Re- it's already here. We've already do- reduced it down to here, and now we're we're going to reduce this infinitesimal percentage down to here. And it's just like the thing we were talking about before the show. Leprosy. There's an epidemic of leprosy in Florida. It's mm. fifteen cases. Okay, <laughs> that's not a fucking epidemic. Okay, but they throw that word out there, and the seventy percent of the cases were in Florida. Oh my God, we shouldn't go to Florida anymore. We're going to get leprosy. There's twenty-one million people in Florida, and fifteen of them been diagnosed with leprosy. I think you're going to be okay to go to the beach. I think you're going to be okay to go to Walt Disney. Just then, you're not going to Florida. (laughs) All the people in Florida are all for this. They don't want y'all coming to Florida. Exactly. Exactly. So you know we. a few years ago, you know, we had um, truck-involved accidents. You know, the the deaths or whatever were the lowest number ever. You know, and then they, there was this there was this big push on to get it to zero. We want zero deaths caused by big truck accidents. So the amount of money and all of this, you know, and a lot of the ELD technology is because of this um, to try to get it from what the record low to zero. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 there's just no way. First of all, it's not going to be accomplished. It gets, you're never going to be accomplished. And now we've turned it back the other way. Now the numbers are going back up again for all the things that they were trying to do to get it to go from a low number to zero. Mm-hmm. Now it's reverse, unintended consequence. Yep. But that's, listen, that's how the government works. So, um, <sighs> so somebody said, um, Oh, Willis is Chris, you're right over the target. <laughs> I can't wait to meet him. He's coming to the event. I can't wait to meet him. Clarence sent me a pic on Messenger of a 98 Freightliner where the Detroit says it's right up our alley. Yeah, I saw that. It's got a 900-inch sleeper on it. Does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, from Clarence's point of view, that is oh, right yeah. up our alley. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Clarence, you ought to go buy that. <laughs> yeah. You should put a driver in that, Clarence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's an hour and a half, and uh, it's Friday night. And, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. There's a tic- uh, TikTok comment. 
He's right. I've been checked at the tailpipe twice in my FBO. My cheats cam vet always gets hassled. Or my heads cam. Okay, I'm not sure. My, his heads cam vet always gets hassled. Oh, yeah. Ever hear about Edison Electric Trucks? Yeah, I follow that guy on, on TikTok. He, he's an interesting guy. Um, but there's, there's these hugely glaring problems with electric trucks. Battery storage, charging infrastructure, charging infrastructure, and nobody wants to talk about the environmental damage being done to the earth by these batteries. Just, yeah. I, I mean, look, if you completely ignore the environmental damage in the third world, by the way, in the, you know, the, the least of these, isn't that in the Bible, where you've got people digging with their hands, to get these rare earth metals to make these batteries and shit and solar panels. Guys, it's, it's, I, I saw one the other day and no, no, I didn't fact check this. Um, but he said, let me think it takes four years to net out the carbon, uh, for the production of a windmill blade. And they're, and they last four to six years. And then they're made of an incredibly toxic fiberglass, and I guess they kill birds too. But um, when well, we took they screw, they screw up cattle and everything now. I mean, yeah. When we and, took, and now they're screwing up whales, by the way. And whales are pissed off; they're coming kind of back, coming after us. Oh well, you haven't heard about that? I have not. The wind, the wind farms in the ocean—it's oh. killing all the whales. Now the whales are pissed, and they're coming back after us. So wind they're attacking. Farms. They're attacking boats. Well, I'm listen. I'm on consult. I'm not making this up. I'm not I'm saying not you making, making it. Up. I just want to see it. Uh, whales. Let's see. What's Google say? <laughs> First link: Department of Energy addressing misinformation on offshore wind farms. Well, listen. The Department of it says it got .gov at the end of the website. So, you know. Oh, here's CBS News falling right up. Uh, you know. Uh, does the hundred billion dollar offshore wind industry have a whale problem? <laughs> the, whale, the whales think they do. They're pissed. Okay, they they flipping over boats and killing fishermen and you know. Listen, that dude, that TikTok algorithm. I mean, it it gives and it takes away. But it it decided just the other day. It was like two weeks late, but it showed me all of the um, oil protesters that were shutting um, over in London. Uh, yeah. Over in London, well, in Europe, London and Germany. And the Londoners and the Germans were not having it. They just grabbed oh, no, him no. by the scruff no, of the neck just... and threw him out of the road. One guy ran over him, just took his truck and just yeah. ran over him. But the best were these idiots that glued their hands to the airport. And I still haven't seen the conclusion of this, but they're talking about these people are going to lose their hands. Uh, and, and there was, and of course that could be, you know, but there was a doctor. He was like, listen, here's what you got to understand. When you... If you were to just take your hand like you wanted to make an impression in concrete, okay, mm -hmm. and your hand got stuck in there, well, at some point as that concrete cures, the hand is going to swell. When the hand begins to swell and there's no room, it's going to damage the blood vessels. It's going to cut off the blood flow to the hand and the hand is going to go away. I mean, listen, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Fuck around, find out. I mean, you know, uh, I, 
I wish y'all best of luck. But think about, and, and that, let me, let me close with this. Go back to my sucker punch analogy. Fourth time in a week. If you don't, okay, if you don't associate with people that are more likely than not to sucker punch you, okay? If you're in an area where you're like, hey man, you know what? I could get sucker punched. Let me just let me just keep my let me just keep my eyes up moving. You know, just make sure I'm not I don't I, I can see one coming. But when you're so distracted by whatever the issue of the day is, you know, whatever it is, and there's plenty of it. And, and I saw this great line. It's talking about somebody in China said that they were surprised that Americans watch the news. And somebody said, well, why, why does that surprise you? Well, in China, we know, we completely understand that the state runs the media. So there's no question for us. Right. But the news media in America is so talented and so clever and so polished and so well done that they can just feed you spoonfuls of horseshit that's just completely made up out of thin air, but you'll you'll take it. Well, that was Fox News. Well, I listen to CNN. They always tell me the truth. I, I'm an MSNBC guy, you know. But for think about for people in China, there's no question for them. They know that it's completely manipulated nonsense. But here, well, you know, I'm a Fox News guy. I, you know, they will lie to you in a heartbeat and never miss a minute's sleep. Turn it off, y'all. You're being distracted on purpose. Well, we will be back with you next Friday night, correct? I um, will be in Chicago, but yes, we'll be we in will Chicago. be back with That's you. That's right. I'll so we will prepared. be back with you next Friday night. Um, and 8 o'clock, uh, same time, same channel. And um, I guess that's it. Um Send us an email. Go to the website. Check out the event. You've still got time. We got, whew, gosh, about three three, three weeks. weeks. Three yeah. weeks, y'all. Hard to believe. Time's Hard counting believe. down. So, if uh, listen, if you want to get in the program and learn how to do this the right way, reach out to us. It, the, listen, the the path to getting on at Landstar is four to six weeks. Yeah. So once you make the decision, you're four to six weeks away from being able to come here. And that's probably how long it's going to take us to get the next truck ready. Um, so uh, now's the time. Okay. If you want to be in the program, you want to jump in this the beautiful gray truck that we've got, we're working on with Chris just spent what, 10, $15,000 in parts on it. Yep. Um, Begins I mean, we are, tomorrow. We are, we are really, really, really <laughs> lunatic in this truck up. You know, it's a nice truck. So, um, anyway, if you want to be a part of the program, uh, reach out to us. All right. BlueRibbonLogistics.com. Drive for us. Slash something. something, something. <laughs> yeah, you'll find it. All you'll right. We'll it. see you, everybody you, next week. Google us. We're, 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 we're kind of a big deal, you know? So. <laughs> Especially in our own minds. And with that, All right. we'll see you all next time. <laughs> all right, guys. Take care. Good night. <laughs>